Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Regulators turn their sights to AI, your news update, and what's up with this debt ceiling on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for May 27, 2023. I'm Joshua Stark. As concerns continue to rise regarding the growing power of artificial intelligence systems such as ChatGPT, the country's financial regulatory body states that it is taking steps to ensure that companies comply with the law when utilizing AI. Presently, automated systems and algorithms play a crucial role in determining credit ratings, loan terms, bank fees, and other aspects of our financial lives. Additionally, AI impacts areas such as hiring practices, housing, and working conditions. According to Ben Winters, Senior Counsel for the Electronic Privacy Information Center, a recent joint enforcement statement released by federal agencies represents a positive initial measure. Winters emphasizes that the notion that AI operates without any regulations is misleading. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman thought to minimize concerns on Friday regarding the possibility of the company exiting the European Union due to challenges in complying with the bloc's stringent new regulations on artificial intelligence. This came after Altman's previous comments on the matter drew criticism from a senior EU official. Altman is currently on a global tour including visits to various European countries to engage with officials and promote his AI company, which has garnered significant attention worldwide. During a recent stop in London, Altman mentioned that OpenAI might consider leaving if the EU's forthcoming artificial intelligence regulations prove excessively stringent. Disney is opposing Governor Ron DeSantis' request to remove a judge overseeing the company's First Amendment lawsuit against the governor and others in Florida. Disney claimed it faced repercussions for speaking out against a Florida legislation referred to as Don't Say Gay. In court documents filed on Thursday, Disney argued that the request made by DeSantis' attorneys, who recently announced his candidacy for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination failed to meet the required standards outlined in Florida law for disqualifying a judge. Last week, DeSantis' legal team filed a motion seeking the disqualification of Chief U.S. District Judge Mark Walker, who is currently presiding over the case in federal court in Tallahassee. The motion alleged that Judge Walker mentioned the ongoing dispute between DeSantis' administration and Disney during hearings related to two separate lawsuits involving free speech concerns. 
A Southern Illinois man has been charged with theft for allegedly stealing a backhoe to drive about 10 miles to an airport to catch a flight, authorities said. Security camera footage shows a Carbondale man arriving at Veterans Airport of Southern Illinois atop a backhoe and leaving it in the airport parking lot Thursday, the Williamson County Sheriff's Office said. Footage captured the man walking across the street from the lot to the airport lobby carrying a guitar case, the Sheriff's Office said. The owner of the backhoe arrived at the airport a short time later and identified the equipment as belonging to his company, the Sheriff's Office said. The owner said the machine, typically used to move large debris, had been parked at a job site. More after this on Arbitrage News. Stick around. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes lithium alternative breakthroughs, TikTokers sue Montana, and hey, what's up with debt ceilings? All this and more in this week's arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, we've been talking a lot about EVs on the show. We've been talking a lot about renewable energy and things like that. And we we definitely agree that there's a give and take on that, isn't there? Absolutely. Uh, carbon footprint, no carbon footprint, real car- realized carbon footprint, unrealized carbon footprint. Yep. Yeah. And not not to mention the fact the danger of of mining certain materials and and also the danger of uh, of the batteries themselves when it comes down to it. Batteries um, aren't dangerous. Acid dangerous? No. Evidently, you've never had a lithium ion battery explode on you. No, no. Do I want to? I'm good. Okay, you might want to move over from that corner. <laughs> no, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> oh boy, I'm kidding. No lithium ion batteries are used in this office. Or in the making of this podcast. Or to make, I'm not going to say that. Oh, boy. It's possible. It's possible. Somewhere down the line. Well, I guess if we have a mic and it has a lithium battery, maybe. I guess so, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off track. Oh, it that never happens. Never happens at all. We'll be talking more about the, uh, the potential of really clean energy later on in the show. How clean was it? That's, that's a good question. Oh. Okay. That's a good question. That's what we're going to be answering later on. Okay, fair enough. So, so lithium-ion batteries have been the go-to choice because they are dense and they're rechargeable. However, like I said, they can overheat, for example. Um, oh, had that happen? I, yeah, yeah. I actually um, got burned by a, um iPhone. I think it was the 3 or 4. That's that, what I'm saying. Yep. That's what I'm saying. We we all carry these these little nice little bombs in our pockets. Really, don't even know it. Uh, it wasn't all that, but it definitely left a blister. Well, you think about it. I mean, you know, how many millions of cell phones are out there with lithium ion batteries? This is true. It's and, more like little firecrackers. I'll the, give you firecrackers. And the fact that you could probably take a punch all you know and just kind of tap it in there and set off a chain reaction that 
makes that phone. You've go been away. watching too many Phineas and Ferb episodes, possibly. <laughs> but uh, you know, Mr. Wizard. The, I don't think Mr. Wizard ever did any lithium ion. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> Maybe it's debatable. All right. Also, his title. But anyway, um, yeah. rude. Well, yeah, we're not we're not going there, are we? I guess not. Let's talk about ions and know. batteries and lithium. Bill Nye, the science-adjacent guy. Um, so anyway, <laughs> scientists have have come up with a way to use zinc. Uh, zinc, a new class of batteries that uses a different chemistry, similar to the chemistry of lithium ion, but uh, but no no hazards involved with this one using. Uh, using zinc and also it provides exceptional energy storage uh, capacity and it surpasses the capabilities of lithium ion so vastly or comparably vastly oh well i think we have a winner oh 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 royce well hey (sighs) when you can't zinc of anything else do the unzinkable More after this on Arbitrage News. I, I gotta I gotta go. I think you're right. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Caroline Hollis is in the studio today, wrapping up your EV series, Caroline. This is awesome. Thanks for having me back, Josh. You know what? You're welcome anytime. We uh, we look at, at EVs as clean cars, and I use quotes around that because they're not necessarily... That's not necessarily accurate. I mean... They may be cleaner than other things, but not other things. (laughs) Right. Uh, In terms of their tailpipe emissions, they are definitely cleaner than a gasoline-powered car. Well, they have no tailpipes. Well, that's true. (laughs) But in terms of the rest of how they're made and also how they're charged, um, that's not quite as clean as some people um, proclaim that they are. Manufacturing, uh, when a new EV appears in the showroom, according to your article, on arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog. Uh, according to your article, 
uh, when a new EV appears in the showroom, it's already caused 30,000 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions when a, an internal combustion engine car only causes 14,000 pounds. Right, so that's about double. Um, a lot of that comes from the mining and the production of what's needed for their batteries. So that's a good chunk of that. The actual right. you know, making of the body of the car would be about the same, but the, the battery seems to be one of the largest offenders. Now, yeah, I was about to say the battery seems to be seems to be the biggest offender and uh, you know we we've talked on the program not us but but other uh other articles about how some countries are limiting their uh lithium exports they're limiting their cobalt exports to try to curb some of the problematic things that happen when you mine those minerals cobalt lithium graphite nickel uh, that sort of thing. Of course, they need fossil fuels to mine them, so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a messy process. Right, and there are also humanitarian aspects to yes. those mining in the other countries as well that don't have some of the same uh, child worker protections that we have here in the states, and so that's also um, concerning. Yeah, uh, you point out in the article that seventy uh, percent of the world's cobalt supply is mined in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And a substantial portion of the mining is done in these unregulated or what they call artisanal mines. Not necessarily the best thing, best way to, to, to describe that. But uh, children digging metal from the earth with hand tools? Right. Um, and that is obviously, is, is we would assume, is not the best for their short-term or long-term health. Right, right. And lithium. Uh, lithium is mined in either Australia or uh, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile. And these operations use the groundwater to pump it out. And, of course, that um, that makes it more water-intensive, but it also... Uh, also pollutes the water as well um it also can that because it uses so much water it can hurt the water supplies that the farmers and herders who live in those countries need so it has um i don't know if political is quite the right word but it has implications for those countries and their well-being also right right well you know with everything that's going on with electric grids and things like that with with uh, electric grids being being uh, powered by coal, obviously there's a problem there as well. Uh, we'll this, we'll keep this open definitely for another topic at another time. Thanks for being with us, Carolyn. Thank you. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. It is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. TikTok has become a, a force of nature almost, Royce. I, I know I'm on it and the company's on it. It's just been ridiculous how big it is. Nihau. Yeah. <laughs> Nihau. Um, yeah, it's a Chinese company. Yes, definitely a Chinese yes, company. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And now Montana has banned TikTok. In China? Period. No. Oh. In Montana. Well, period. Well, there you go. You know, it, it's interesting. There, there's a lot of implications here, and that, that, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up. Okay. Um, you're aware that, you know, last year the U.S. banned Huawei and a lot of the a lot of the Chinese companies from doing government projects. Well, now China has come back and said Micron cannot provide memory for any Chinese project projects. Fun, okay. Yeah. And so, so you know, kind Battle of battle of the bulge. Here we go again. Kind of tangentially off of this, Montana has banned the use of TikTok in their state. Seems legit. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. You know, you have 220,000 TikTok users in the state of Montana, according to TikTok. And how do you enforce something like that? I'm going to take it way left field. Maybe even right. I don't know where, where it's going to be out there in the field. Here we go. Hit me. Did you know that uh, dairy products... And milk products and basically can't be imported. Do you know why? Why is that? Because if that got poisoned, you could technically kill a lot of Americans. So for national security, we do not allow our dairy products and beef products and stuff to be imported. It has to come in. It has to be in the U.S. It can't be external. All right, Big Papa, land that plane because I'm I'm confused. All right, well, with TikTok, once again, people have been saying, "Hey, it's infringing upon my First Amendment rights." I'm like, but if that First Amendment right um, is allowing someone that may compromise national security to be behind enemy lines, and that that's not necessarily uh, it's not infringing upon your right; it's protecting the rights of everyone else. So what you're saying is that is that doing the Montana thing protects people's rights in other ways, but you know, First Amendment? No, no, it doesn't. Your First Amendment right does not supersede the national security of the country. Okay. 
the question is, how are they going to how are they going to do this? I mean, seriously. Um, let's say let's say block that, the ports. Let's say that TikTok operates on certain ports. Yeah, block those ports. No TikTok. Okay, let, let's say I'm traveling. I don't even know the, the geography of the area, but let's say I'm traveling through one space. All of a sudden, I'm in Montana. I think Wyoming is next to Montana. Yeah. Traveling through Wyoming, hit Montana, boom, TikTok goes away. Yep. That's ridiculously amazing. I mean, Comcast can do it. Verizon can do it. AT&T. All you have to do is literally get the, the people who provide the bandwidth for your networking to say, block these ports. We don't want them to go through. In a state. In a state. In a state. It's easy to <sighs> lock down the internet. It's not as wide and as reaching as you think. Yeah. It's yeah. one port away from being closed. Speaking of closing, we'll take a break, and we'll see you in a few moments on Arbitrage I'm News. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Earlier this week, we talked to David Grantham about a new type of general-purpose robot that's entering the workforce. David, good to have you back on the show. Glad to be here, Josh. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the new offering that the company Sanctuary is going to be putting out there soon. It's called the Phoenix. It is a five foot seven 155 pound autonomous robot but what makes this guy pretty special is it's got different modes it's got fully ai driven mode where it does its own thing it's got kind of a human controlled mode where through uh augmented reality where a human can basically work through the bot and it's got uh just uh I think it's like a learning mode where it's learning from the human doing the stuff. So it's pretty darn cool and kind of scary. It's like mixing about three different versions of this uh, robot sci-fi. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really one of those things. We're both sci-fi buffs, so we know Asimov's three laws of robotics. We, you know, we we've seen. Uh, for those of you who who have seen the Will Smith iRobot, that's not the entire story. It it was a, a large thing, you know, and 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 very close to. It was good to have it on the big screen. Let's just put it that way. But um, uh, you know, we have the melding of, of of a few things going on here. You know, Elon. Uh, when was it? It was about a year ago that yeah. he he uh, you know paraded you know people dressed in robot suits and things like that, and and said that Tesla was developing this Optimus robot. Uh, I uh, haven't seen much of it lately, have we? No. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, 
Yeah, but you know they they've actually done a live demo of this uh, and did one in January at yeah. a store. I think it was a, like at a toy store or something like that down the way from where they manufacture the stuff. Right. And uh, you know it worked. This <laughs> this Phoenix robot is is definitely something different. I mean it is it is. Uh, when you when you take a look at the history of robotics and 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 how robotics has been used in the in the workplace you know you have these these robots that were you know these big tall arms that would place one panel from a pile of panels onto the conveyor belt and that would take a, a computer the size of of a six foot tall man to take care of and now you have this, which is fully autonomous, by the way. This, there's no wires. There's no, uh, you know, it's it's battery packed. Um, 150, what is it, 150 pounds, 155 pounds? Yeah, it's 155 pounds. That's and, pretty light for a robot. And totally and completely, uh, totally and completely uh, can be autonomous. Yeah. Well, it's. I think what they're really shooting at and... You know, in their demo, they basically said, at the store we're demoing this at, it can handle 110 distinct tasks. And they determined that was about 40% of the job that a normal human being could do. Right. Now, but the, the cool thing about this one is it learns. And so, give it time. And if this is this stays true to their design, then it'll go, it could do 100% of the tasks. Well, anything from, what, labeling packages to... Uh, inventory to I mean uh, yeah. th- if you think about it man uh, you could see a lot of things on this more on our blog on arbitragetrade.com more after this on arbitrage hey hon what you doing with your phone taking pictures no I'm asking questions like what hey Bobo do flowers have best friends I'm sorry I'm afraid I don't know that hey follow me I want to show you something Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Debt ceiling negotiations. Yes, what about them? Okay, apparently they're deadlocked, right? Uh, the Republicans are, are pushing for a reduction in federal government spending, and and the Democrats are against it. You know, we don't talk politics a lot on, on the show, and there's a reason why we don't do that. It's because it's, it's so frustrating, so confusing. What, eh, no, it's not. What is? <laughs> first of all, Royce, Yes. first of all, what is this stupid debt ceiling, and what do we have to deal with? I mean, why do we have to deal with it? It's literally, think of it as, let's put it in layman's turn. The debt ceiling is nothing more than a line of credit. It's like, oh, we're going to raise your credit limit. Great. Okay. Which currently, it's at $31 trillion. Okay. That's $31 trillion. That's amazing. It's literally just a number. 
Just like they say, hey, you got a credit card that's you have a ten thousand dollar limit. Great. If you have a income that supports the ten thousand dollar limit, then ten thousand is great. But if you don't have an income that supports ten thousand, you might get behind and you not might not be able to pay it back. So that's where everyone all the argument is in my opinion about they're like should we allow them to have a bigger credit limit do they have the funds and the money and the gdp to support having uh other countries borrow and then able to lend out more money because basically like i said they're just the u.s is just going swipe swiping everywhere and raising up the debt so basically you're you're um comparing the u.s to an 18 year old girl with a macy's card I would think more along the lines of someone who just won the lottery and didn't know that they, if they don't plan how they spend, that they will run out of money. So here's the thing, right? And and I I do not understand politics or economics. Let's let's get that out of the way. In the yeah, first and place. I have a teenager, so don't remind me of credit cards. I, I can't take that analogy. It hurts. It's too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we take a look at this, and, and I realize that, that the stuff that we do here at Arbitrage doesn't really touch doesn't really touch that at all. I mean, we, we don't we don't worry about debt ceilings. We don't worry about things like that. We we worry about, you know, numbers and, and what we can do in the markets and forex. If this debt ceiling is not adjusted, what's going to happen? Nothing. That's the beautiful part about it. As long as they're still paying their bills, they just can't lend out anything. They basically, you go stagnant, but just like, hey, if you run out of money at the end of the month, what do you do? You wait until you get your next payday. The debt ceiling doesn't necessarily stop you from doing anything except spending more. So you tighten your belt and you keep on going. Well, certain people are saying that it's it it would cause turmoil and it would be a it would be a horrible thing and you know they're urging the the president to come to the negotiation table and what to sure allow us to have more debt or to reduce the amount of debt that we have or lower our our ceiling is it a falling ceiling now basically or is it just like temple of doom we're gonna die as 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 the debt ceiling comes lower and like hey we only afford 25 and we have 31 out what are we gonna do about that other six billion or trillion right 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 there's a there's also a, a thought that they're going to put a one percent cap on annual spending growth i i think that that sounds good i mean right what does that mean to the average American now? That's a good question. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you Monday on Arbitrage News. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.